is Brandon good or bad for Africa? Brandon is simply where a country loses its best brains to another country, but in the case of Africa, it's Africa losing its best brains majorly to the West. For instance, a study shows that there are 30,000 PhDs, African PhDs that work outside Africa. And in Kenya, a study shows between 1999 to 2014, the best Kenyan student, the highest performing Kenyan student in the high school exit exam. Uh, was given a full scholarship to either Harvard, Yale, or MIT or Princeton. Those are Ivy League colleges in the United States. In the United States, a nun has returned ever since. So basically, Kenya's uh, American universities are skimming off the best and brightest talent from Kenya. And in fact, one of the schools in Kenya, that's the Alliance High School. Uh, its principal, Mr. Christopher Kaemba, was so good that he could literally have recommended a donkey to Harvard and it would have been admitted. So during Christopher Kaemba's time at Alliance, between, Alliance, which is Kenya's best high school, between 1982 to 2008, every year Alliance sent about 50 students to the Ivy League universities. That is 50 students, so much that the top performing class, that's the 50 top students, were known as the Harvard School. And outside of the United States, Alliance High School was the top feeder school to American universities. So you can see such a huge brain. And you have brains like uh, Dennis Okumo Oma, who went to Massachusetts Institute of Technology and now is a hall of several patents. You have John Gashora Mboro who went to Massachusetts Institute of Technology and now is the CEO of a major bank. Then you have Kirimania Morizi who is a software engineer with the Sun Microsystems or Mercury, Mercury Software Systems. Then you have Martin Bayer who used to work for the Harvard Endowment Fund. Then you have Samuel Gikandi, who went to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Mwashuma Nyata went to Harvard University. You have Brian Odor, who went to Connecticut College before taking a Harvard MBA. Then you have Amit Monga, who went to McGill University, Dart Shampanti who went to Adelaide University in Australia, whose record when you adjust for grade inflation will be about 95% out of 100 today. It has never been surpassed ever since. So you can see all these Kenyan top students. All of them were skimmed off to universities abroad and now they contribute to those economies. A Kenyan academic, Professor Nick Wanjohi, who coincidentally was my vice chancellor at Jomo Kenyatta University, Jikiyoti University in uh, Juja, Kenya, says that an African professional contributes 40 times more to the American economy than they do to their home countries. 
in form of remittances and these remittances what's more they are in the form of consumption they are used for consumption not for productive endeavors so while uh, while a small percentage of brandon is good for cross cross fertilization of ideas that is intersecting of the best ideas from across the world then you learn through exposure uh, latest technologies and new ideas wholesale migration of our country's best students is detrimental to that country so that's why it's important for africa to create the right frameworks for our best brains to thrive in africa someone says that the reason america is so in america is so enduring to the world is because the richest people are not the politicians but rather inventors innovators creative genius entrepreneurs do you think about it america was really made for the land of the talented so can africa become the land of the talented in which our best brightest and those with rare talents can excel and become the wealthiest people like they are in america so that's what we need to do we need to create the right framework for these brains to excel at home and not be stifled. Right now the ruling class views as people who are too brainy as being a threat to their leadership because they want a population that is cowardice in nature that they can rule easily. And that's why Africa's best brains literally have to flee. So we called make africa be great for this brains to excel make sure that we connect the ideas to uh, ideas to the right venture capital to the right funding for uh, creative enterprises to be started by this brains this brains should create i don't believe this brains should employ be employed they should be there, able to create employment for the other africans if each of these top Kenyan students, for example, created a company that employs 10,000 people. Let's say we have 50 by 50 by those that have gone to Ivy League colleges from Kenya, about 150. By 30 years, that's about 4,500. If each of them created a company that employs 1,000 people, that would be 4.5 million high quality jobs added to the economy and this will have made Kenya really a first world country so you can see the loss that we undergo and so these remittances though good in supplementing African budgets they are not really uh, long term what we need long term is ideas and investments for even as the as an economist will argue even a trillion dollars is nothing without any intrinsic value so even if Africans abroad sent all the money in the world to Africa, Africa will still be poor because that money has to be attached to goods and services. And it is these best brains that should be able to produce the goods and services that solve Africa's most pressing issues. So that's just it. That's, uh, I address these ideas in my book, and the New Africa Rising. That is the New Africa Rising by Collins Mabinda Okango. That is the New Africa Rising by Collins Mabinda Okango. It's available on Amazon.com for only $4.99.
it's available on amazon.com for only 4.99 dollars so in the book i basically address how can africa move from the periphery of world affairs to the front and center of the world i call africa the one percent continent so this basically means africa comes for just one percent of the global economic output one percent of stock market activity one percent of global trade one percent of new patents one percent of research output so how can this one percent continent that is africa move from the doldrums of economic development to rapid progress so in 2013 china launched the chinese dream in which it hopes to be a global superpower so what could an african dream consist of i think it should consist of a per capita income for every african of at least hundred thousand dollars right now we are at a thousand dollars so that means we need to grow by a hundred times within these 20 years so of course everyone who call me a dreamer they dreamer for first for first lunatic but it can be achieved china lifted 500 million people out of poverty and we don't have nearly the same resources as africa has so it's just about converting our raw materials to finished end products and having political stability so for now i think it could be achieved africa moving from a gdp of 1.5 trillion dollars to anywhere between 100 to 150 trillion dollars it could be achieved within our lifetimes i'm not like the orator professor pierre lumumba who sees uh, africa's progress as taking place in the age of the children of our children that's in the next hundred years i see it being achieved within our lifetimes so that's basically my book that is the new africa rising it has 13 chapters so you can get it from amazon.com for only 4.99 so get all these ideas at www.mabinda.com that is www.mabinda.com mabinda is m-a-b-i-n-d-a mabinda is m-a-b-i-n-d-a www.mabinda.com thank you